Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your host Georgia Garlic and Mark Garlic. And we are back and today we are going to start off the episode by, I guess, it, it sounds like she's dead, but um, I guess it's a dedication to uh, one of our clients, our very long-term clients who um, I just had an honour of, I guess, supporting and being by the side of at her wedding as her bridesmaid. So um, I think it's really important that when we talk about the client, Monica, that we're going to talk about, we actually, first of all, say that she probably is um, the best representation of our coaching business that you could probably get. I think, Mark, you agree with that. Yeah. Um, Monica was a... I should say a woman, I always say girl because mm-hmm. women sound sometimes weird. weird, um, is a woman that obviously came to us um, in a lot of need um, to completely transform herself, you know, physically, mentally and also emotionally um, and to get herself into a position where she lived a happier and healthier lifestyle. Um, and I think she exceeded that through and through and she continues to do so. Um, and, you know, it myself and Mark talk about this a lot because to be honest with you it is really rare to come across individuals like Monica um especially in as a coach Mm. you know forget all of her kind generosity and the kind of person that she is outside of us coaching her Mm. you know it is it's like a it's like a shooting star amongst faith mm. it sounds a ridiculous unicorn. yeah but it does because i think a you've unicorn. got you got somebody that th- comes on oh yeah, her level of application from the word go was unbelievable and has her overall level of consistency just from a coaching, a coaching point, standpoint yeah. has been outstanding and we're talking about somebody who had their back up against the wall and made a massive lifestyle U-turn in a matter of months, years. Yeah. And has remained, you know, very consistent and continues to prioritise her training and nutrition. Um, Every single day. And I think, you know, I feel kind of... uh, Monica reached out to me probably, what, five or six years ago. Must have been. Yeah, when we were in Cape Town. Uh, no, it's just before Cape Town, I think. Oh, well, no, it was the first year we were in Cape Town. It was, so 2018. Well, somewhere on there. Yeah, so she reached out to me and she, it was via my Instagram and she, I think her message read something along the lines of, you know, uh, I feel quite comfortable like messaging you, asking you for help. And I think, as myself and Mark have always said, I think the last couple of years with our kind of social vibe, we kind of kind of withdrew our personalities a little bit. I don't know really why. I think just life kind of pushed us in a weird way in some way, in some weird way or another. But, you know, I've always wanted people to actually see just like how much that we can help you and help people navigate through like really shit situations mm-hmm. and come out really successful at the end of it. And I think mm-hmm. I come back time and time again as to the reason why I do what I do on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. primarily from the fact that I came from a really shit position and I worked really fucking hard to get to where I am today. And I've only ever wanted other people who were in my situation Mm -hmm. to never have to go through what I went through and Mm -hmm. to be that guiding light. And I think Mm -hmm. when we came together, you know, with Mark's expertise, like we created something which truly did change and has changed so many people's lives. Mm. And I think if we come back to Monica, mm. it was just one of those moments where you're standing there like, fuck, like, I don't know, like maybe it was 
this is probably the only time in my, I think my whole mm. career, forget, I don't know, working with somebody that's well known or being in a magazine mm. or mm. doing like mm. that. In the sense of like coach to client, this is probably the proudest I probably ever have been with the clients like change. Yeah, rightfully so. Because I mean, it's people really underestimate how involved uh, we as a coaching business get in, in you know involved in pe not people's lives but like you how you become such an integral part of people's day-to-day -day existence with regards to the, the way they eat the way they move their body uh you, you become a, a unbiased soundboard of you know knowledge that you can help people through relatable points in their life I think also I just want to interrupt that Monica didn't come via like she actually first did you, sign up as an online client but mm -hmm. actually we train Monica virtually which means technically it's us training you mm -hmm. face to face and she trains with us five times a week and has done for how many years four or five yeah, years now so years. you yeah. know that's just the fact that you probably would be like how how do we know these people yeah. so well yeah. I guess that kind of just puts a yeah. little bit so of context it's, like personal training, it's it? personal training and you know I think both of us have been blessed with very special relationships with clients throughout you're yeah, always, always going to meet always. some people in the mix yeah, where yeah. you just go actually like we definitely could be friends or like you know yeah. what i mean and actually like and that's a wonderful people, thing yeah you uh, and people disregard generally can like or disregard the the kind of business as a personal trainer and online in or an, in an online space but you grow bonds with individuals that Mm. most people around them don't grow and like it sometimes perplexes people when you're in social social settings and people are treating you a certain way and then other people are like sorry excuse me who are you and you're like oh i'm x y and z and you can just see them just like so baffled yeah, I mean, like, I would say that at the wedding, obviously, I had, like, kind of, like, two ways that I knew Monica. I mean, you it was were a like, bridesmaid. So yeah, I was. I but but obviously, good. people were like, who is this girl? Like, yeah, obviously, like, the, one so, thing, so the one thing is, is that, like, her wedding, not only was it absolutely fucking beautiful um, yeah. in every single way, like, mm. it was just beautiful. Um, the thought, the detail, the planning, the fuck, yeah, it was, it was immaculate, like, which Monica is as a person, like, you know, in, in the sense of how she does everything mm. is how that wedding obviously shone through as well. Mm. Um, and also I think what was really nice is uh, Monica's been very international the whole of her life because of where her parents either lived um, or uh, throughout school years mm. or wherever she's been, she knows a lot of people from different, international countries so i was probably i think the only british person there mm. but um we had people from venezuela mexico ecuador germany switzerland like france mm. like mm. and it was just mm. like oh my god why am i not fucking bilingual that's all yeah. i came with the wedding i was like fuck i am dumb like that's the only thing i was like i have so much respect because i it became a bit of an on-running joke with all the speeches yeah. that technically I helped a lot of the family um, that were doing speeches make sure that their English read like mm. well mm. on the English speaking part because a lot of it was split between Italian and English because her husband's Italian. Mm. Um, and so they just wanted to make sure that obviously it didn't sound like a Google Translate vibe. Mm. So we were going through everyone's speeches and like more and more like, mm. you know, I Did mean- Did you uh, bring out your horrific French accent? <laughs> 
you know what? First of all, I'm speaking Italian, so I didn't need to come out with some cunty comment like that, did you, Mark? And that's the reason why you Please weren't with me by the French. wedding, wasn't it? Please say something. Oh, okay. How about you say something in French? Oh, wait. All you speak is fucking African. Do you know what I mean? I'm surprised you can even string a British sentence <laughs> together. Jesus, don't it's even get me English, started. You're just ruining the vibe. Sorry, do you know what I mean? Sorry, because you're being aggressive you. and rude. Do you know what I mean? Just rude. Like, so rude. But no, I mean, we were doing, obviously, all the speeches and stuff to make sure that, obviously, they read... Um, in in proper English, and you know, I another side note is that obviously myself and Mark also coach her mum and have done mm -hmm. for years as well. Her mum came on board when probably Monica was like, maybe like a year or so into coaching. No, maybe not even. Less. I would say it wasn't. It was like six months, I'd say. Yeah, and she came from a bit a, di a different back point in the she sense had of Stanford. Very bad sciatica, uh, oh, shoulder Mark, impingement. Mark, for fuck's sake, it's not a doctor's. No, we're just giving you a different just context. Okay? Stop <laughs> being just... rude and aggressive, Georgia, because that's very rude. Oh my god! To honestly, interrupt me like, when I'm so I'm glad talking. we had time apart from each other. Um. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was. You know, everyone was very bubbly and happy. No, but like it was. Um, Maria's obviously been a client of ours for years, so it was actually weirdly enough. Like obviously, I've we've met Monica in person a few times. I've been to obviously Italy to see her. She's come to the London before, but we'd actually never met Maria in the flesh. Yeah. And so to meet her mum, which obviously we get on so well, um, I, it was also amazing. Which is weird because obviously you've literally seen each other every single week. Yeah. In you know they're the kind of clients that train when they're away, they're on holiday. You see them at all these mm -hmm. different locations. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you've never actually physically seen them in Maybe, flesh. Yeah. But it was exactly the same. The relationship we have virtually was exactly the same in mm -hmm. person. And the same with you know we've coached their sisters on and off as well. And I think just to see everybody come together, you know, you had all of like. Her mum's side is Mexican, so you had all of this amazing Mexican side that travelled all the way across and had that really strong cultural vibe of Mexican as well, which was obviously super fun. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, like, look, like to stand by somebody's side who's you've like obviously coached, and I guess I probably know the best um, out of anybody in Monica's life. Um, it, you know, as I said, was probably the proudest moment I've had as a coach. Mm -hmm. And I think even though Monica probably looks back at this time and is like, oh, so many memories, like, thank you for being there. I think it's also that thing of like, you know, these things don't necessarily happen every day in any no. sense. And I just, no. I just want to, you know, to be in the position that Monica was in on her wedding day. Like, if you had met the girl that she was, you know, five mm. years ago, to see her in that position, happily getting married to somebody that loved her and that she started to really love herself and to, mm -hmm. you know, developed into that person, you're kind of like, I guess you've coached all the way through it. You're just like, wow, like, fuck. Like, sometimes you have to sit back. And there's one thing that I was trying to do as much as I was possible, though, was to be a little bit more present. I feel like sometimes with our jobs, like... And the way that we're online and stuff like that, like sometimes you're just not very present in situations. You're just like overthinking about a number of different things because we're so connected to people, you know, like whether it's why... Did you not overthink anything whilst you're away? The first like day, like obviously it's hard. Like, you know, you had to take over full client check. It's like, I don't like letting like responsibilities slide like in any way, <laughs> but I'm also like, you know, 
I wouldn't have been in the position I was if I hadn't mm. worked very, very hard with a client, do you know what I mean, to get her to the sure. position she was. And like, mm. do I think that anybody outweighs that? No, I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? Like at no, the end of, of the course, day, no. like, you know, I should be like there and supportive and in the moment and present because, you know, that's a huge fucking moment of somebody's life that they have a guest you trusted with you mm -hmm. to be by their side, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're alongside, like I'm up front and center, like literally opposite them on the table. It's not like... And it's just, it's just crazy because you, I think this year, I think Mark will also agree. And we've mm. had some, the last couple of years have been. <laughs> Would I ever disagree with you? Yeah. Never, you'd never yeah, disagree exactly. with me. So. Exactly. That's what marriage is like. Mm -hmm. um, I think we just had a lot of ups and downs to say the least. Um, stuff that we don't normally share in any way, shape or form. And like, I think going back to like working with clients like Monica, it kind of like puts things more into mm. perspective of like how much some people can value you and do mm. value you mm. um, and everything that you do do. And there's nothing that they're not invested mm. in, you know, and sometimes you've got to remember those situations mm. because I think managing an online business where we haven't necessarily mm. been able to know some clients as well as others and you know it's been a hard for us because we've gone from a coaching business or a face-to-face -face business which is known literally mm. the ins and outs of mm. pretty much everybody client every client's mm. life like mm. we had mm. you know very very strong connections mm -hmm. and when you take yourself online like yeah I'd say that maybe like one in five one in ten you might start to have that connection with but like you know you don't necessarily get into the nitty gritty, nor are you uh, in a position to be able to, you know, mm. take, so I guess I, it's one of these things where I think, you know, it's hard when you don't know people mm. fully when you really mm. want to help them. And I think, mm. and it also means that certain things are conversed in ways which wouldn't necessarily be the case if you were like face to face. And it's definitely yeah. been a, yeah, for sure. a, a challenging time where we've got two very different elements to, yeah, we I do think, on a day I think the reality is, is trying to be like a personal trainer. Like I, I use that in a very loose term, but like a like a face to face service provider, and then try and implement that into or try and replicate that through an online service is is, is very. I think difficult. it's just very important to say that when we we physically can't represent under a personal trainer because what we are as a coach, like no. we physically can't represent yeah, under somebody an, that just I does just an exercise use, class in a no, gym. But I because use it's a, a, it's, a it's got term context. That people understand just. No, but people have to term. understand that it's a personal coach, it's not a personal trainer. Because why would you get into the depths of this? Why would you guide people through that? like their really hard struggling moments mm. like why would you be that okay, ally just like, I, and I, like as pts like i think it's more like we're like more like mentors i think a mentor yeah is a very, I, a very that's where we've kind, kind of succumbed like our career is kind of formed to as more mental in in your yeah. overall health than it is because i just it's it is quite there's hard very, to understand I, why like with the term mentoring there's also like an association with nurturing an individual and like guiding them and helping them which i feel like that is the vast majority of of, of what we do on a daily basis with regards to our clients and it, we we guide them in the right direction whether they like to hear it or not we provide them with the best possible opportunity to see copious amounts of progress and growth just and in growth. themselves like and we care we really do <laughs> we do really we care really yeah. do and like we're not just saying that for like a marketing clip we'd actually do really value our clients progression 
and seeing our clients reach and obtain their goals and push past it and be able to really unlock their true potential and i don't think you can honestly find people that care as much as i think and this is like i think it's just and this is why i think so many people always wondered like what is the ongoings of our business on a day-to-day basis do you know what i mean like we've got we have fingers in a lot of holes let's just say mm. that you know what i mean it, that's My what i guess pastime. that's a favorite past but it's one of these things where when you take somebody through like these sort of journeys and i think it's different for everybody isn't it like their context of what we do is it's different for everybody you know mm. i think it's it comes to a part a point where you know as i've always said clients i've always struggled for example with our business sense with the online side is actually like willingly wanting to like sell my business in some i have like a weird reserving about it and it's because I just like every client that we take on, which we have made errors in the last few years, I will not lie, like in in fucking every sense, we have made Mm -hmm. errors. Like we haven't managed to, on certain elements, we've fallen short and it's picked up something which is not something that we necessarily wanted. And I'll always Mm -hmm. be honest with that. And, you know, the clients that we have picked up that we do, you know, nurture and stuff like that, you know, we've always done far too much to what we've been paid for in every sense. Mm-hmm. And it's due to the fact, and that's why we take ourselves back to what we are and always have been, which is is premium. And it's because it's personal and because it, we genuinely care. Yeah. For us to actually be in that position where you end up standing as a bridesmaid to somebody on their wedding, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm. That is what you are and that's what mm. you've got to represent. And I mm. think it's very easy to slip into. And so when I say like I've struggled to sell it, it's because I want to work with people who know us, mm. know, you know, have a willingness to commit, have a mm. willingness to change. Because I genuinely, the minute you become a client and you have mm. that willingness, mm my God to myself and Mark go above and beyond. You know, we become the people that you've never had, do you know what I mean, to support you, you know? And as I've always said, like, where does that connection come? Like, no, we're not a PT on a fucking member's gym, do you know what I mean, floor. We never have been. We've come from very small, bespoke elements where we have legitimately navigated every single client's life. And... You know, this is where we People come to now. People just don't understand. With... People just really don't understand. Like when you get involved in this aspect of life, you end up at weddings. You end up at children's uh, plays. Birth, yeah. You end up at sports day. Family dinners. Family dinners. You end up on holidays. Funerals. You end up at funerals. You end up at every, apart from like literally watching somebody give birth. I feel like that's the probably the only exception which. Oh, probably, I've been I'm sure vaguely close somebody, I'm, to one I'm, of listen, those. Not that the opposite side. Somewhere yeah. in America or like LA, where they've got the life coach holding the woman's hand, I wouldn't be surprised. But it's it's people just have a struggle to understand that if you if you take a step back, how many people would would you say? you sit down with three to four to five hours a week for 60 to 90 minutes and have open and honest discussions numerous times per week, 
let's say you train all year round, 48 weeks, of you go on holiday and Mark, Christmas. Right, okay, babes, it's 50. You know I mean? Mark, you, you got you the You can years. just imagine how much time you get and spend with that person where you end up psychoanalyzing this person to the point where you understand them better than they understand themselves. Yeah, and also I like to put it, like we take it back to Monica, like Monica, this is the longest we haven't trained with each other because she's in between obviously the wedding stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that's a week. That's to put it into context over years. And this is in every country, when anywhere she's traveled, whenever hotel, whatever hotel she is, mm -hmm. whatever. We come with her, we're there, we coach her, she gets up, she does it. And this you know, is one thing yeah, where I come to the, the yeah. like recently, which I think having spoken to or been involved with a couple of other coaches, I think is becoming quite a strong resounding thing in many people's personal coaching business is, I'll say it out loud, I have no time, zero time, and don't even think about inquiring in our business if you are like this. I have no time for people to blame their own fucking problems back on us or our business, okay? It does happen, and it happens, luckily for us, rarely. But when mm. it does happen, I am, first of mm. all, disappointed, and second of all, fucking just like, at what point does people have the audacity to turn their own problems and deflect their own problems back onto somebody that just is helping, you know, yeah, that you've hired to, to help. Or, or and you know, and I, I, down in, in we process. are very lucky, it happens rarely, but when it does, it brings me back to the point. You are gonna get nowhere in life, nowhere. Mm -hmm. No, not any element of life, if you are not willing to, one, unlearn something, and two, you're not willing to grow, you're not willing to change anything, because you mm -hmm. need to be fucking uncomfortable. In order for you to make change, you need to be uncomfortable. How do you appreciate this change if you're never uncomfortable? You mm -hmm. don't. And this is the one thing I realize time and time again, and what we work with our jobs, is I don't have sympathy for people that are too fucking lazy to do something and the reality is is there is a lot of people out there that are i've been in a situation oh fuck i don't mm. care i'm just gonna eat loads of shit i'll just drink loads i'll just take loads of drugs i'll be fine doesn't matter doesn't fucking matter mm -hmm. until it does do you know what i mean and then you're pushed into that very uncomfortable situation where you've got no choice you don't want to get to a position in life where you have no choice but to be uncomfortable you need to take the steps forward to be uncomfortable in order to fucking grow and like i I'm just seeing this resounding effect where like I'm straight to the point with this. I always have been with clients, you know, if you want to make progress and you want mm. this to last, you need to actually be willing to commit, you know? And, you know, the thing is though, no, no coach, no, nobody's a miracle worker in these situations. You know, it all does come to the application mm. that is coming from you, you know? You know, we can, as we always say, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, there are many humans out there that don't want to have help, you know? Mm. They might reach out, they might think they're ready for something and they mm. can't be asked, you know? But in those situations, you should always be 
self-aware, do you know what I mean? That it's actually you, it's nobody else, it's you. Because majority of the things in life that you can control come down to you and your actions, you know? At the end of the day, we always have a choice. We have a choice whether or not we sit in shit positions yeah. and mull in those. We have a choice to grow. There's certain situations that we can't control, whether mm -hmm. that's somebody getting diagnosed or something in a family, you can't control that, you know? You can only try and control the emotions towards it mm -hmm. to keep your life stable. But if you are in control of something and you sit there and deflect mm. your problems onto other people, mm. like you need to start, as I've always said, look back in the mirror. Yeah, look in the mirror. Because, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I sit in these amazing situations and as a coach who fucking really does care and I've mm. just expressed this mm. like the proudest moment of my career literally happened this last weekend but you also have these polar opposite fucking extremes you know mm. where you just think Jesus Christ you know I mean what a waste of my yeah, time but I just feel like that it's not a reflection on us mm -mm. or it's a reflection on the individual trying to project their inadequacies onto you and at the end of the day like I say, who's going to have the last laugh? Because we provide a service that is unlike any other on an online service. And the only difference is we don't really push, like Georgia was saying, and market our business the way we should, essentially. But once people utilize the service, they realize how in-depth and how much we care and how much we get back to our clients and we look after our clients, so on and so forth, that... Yeah, I mean, look, you know, like, I'm not then... talking about anything, like, specific, but I just think it's one of these things that I've just seen, like, so frequently in other coaches who are just trying, like, to really fucking help people. Like, I know other coaches that are really fucking good, that, you know, especially ones that work with athletes or <laughs> ones that work with bodybuilders who are very dedicated to their jobs. They have, or everyone has a different approach, but I'm just tired of you know people coming and then deflecting their own problems when actually the reality is is if yeah, you come online you don't know somebody weird, you know how they you get fuck they uh, get and the, the main the, the thing with monica is like and i say this to every single client that we've ever worked with how you do something is how you do everything yeah and the way monica applied herself to her nutrition to her training to her steps to her mental health is the same way she applies that to her job to her job she's fucking successful to, in exactly. her wedding planning which was the most beautifully Every fucking well planned like you know runs it's in the same accordance and when we work with people and like i said you spend so much time you you psychoanalyze everybody and then you realize that certain elements of their training session will permeate into other aspects of their life so if a person is sitting there and deflecting and and trying to make you know, oh, I'm sorry, I microbladed my eyebrows so I can't oh, undergo body transformation. Fuck. Yet 24 hours ago, I was crying on the consultation saying my life's a mess. Do you know what I mean? Then that is just going to consistently permeate through that person's life. It's not like they're going to all of a sudden turn around and utilize a different coaching service or utilize a different whatever and then see progress. They're going to consistently just deflect their their shortcomings and so they fucking should be idleness. miserable I and don't the, the thing is like we've gone to the point where we're like oh you shouldn't call people lazy but the reality <laughs> is that there are some people that are just idle 
There is, and I'm sorry. I'm not going to do a Molly Mail. Like everyone's got the same 24 no. hours a day. We fucking don't. Do no, you know what I mean? Everybody's retarded. got their own shit. Do you know what I mean? Everybody's got their own shit. Yeah. We've got tons of shite. We have so much shite that you will never see because we don't yeah. ever expose it. The problem is, I'm not coming from. As I've always said, I don't have money issues. I have a house over my head, and I have an income, and I have a good business, and I'm very lucky to have a nice husband and a nice family. But the reality is, is that everybody has struggles okay mm. when you come to somebody to help for those struggles like how do you expect somebody to help you if you're not willing to help your fucking self that's point one oh, but i'm gonna actually i'm gonna out this now because we did this year mm. have a person that signed up upfront client somebody straight in blocker you know straight in for the block mm. pumped ready so that whose excuse for needing a full refund and to end the coaching not even before we'd even like yeah. managed to sit down okay yeah. and to like actually give the program Literally. is that she had a microblading appointment for her eyebrows which means she was unable to sweat for 12 days afterwards which meant she had to put off every single week of the yeah. program and yeah. that and that's why she requested a full refund and this all came through on whatsapp about 5 20 in the morning on a fucking sunday and it didn't just come via one message it mm. came by 85 where this woman went onto a fucking tirade yeah. and I literally was like get me out of here I am going to yeah. throw my phone out of the window and I might go with it also like genuinely I just thought what is the world come yeah. to yeah. and it's, I've Often, had a number of the these is, it's, it's you but you, it, the context is you sit on the consultation which is meant to be you know 15 20 minutes it's an hour it's 90 minutes of this person pouring their heart out about how they're so insecure so and desperately their body unhappy shape is making them suicidal and, yeah. so, and literally all this really deep-seated stuff and you're like do you know what don't worry about it we can turn the ship around we can really help you this is how we're going to do it a very simple game plan followed by certain procedures flexibility you know boosting your metabolic rate don't worry we've got you covered we're going to sort you out oh my god thank you so much <laughs> i'm sorry i can't do it because i've had my eyebrows done well <laughs> You know, what pla no, and like, then she turned it back on us and deflected like that we and then, and then were being you call difficult. Me a, a liar and, yes. and, this <laughs> and all this other nonsense and like and I'm just, I'm like, what planet are you actually But then in? if we go back to the consult, didn't this woman say to you how she hadn't been accepted at both Raw Gym in London, which is obviously a very bespoke, we kind of used to work in the similar areas to the Raw Gym. So they're like very bespoke. Oh, yeah, she had, bespoke. oh she had six personal trainers. Well, I understand well, I wonder, why. I understand fucking why. Because you're, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely shit attitude. And I know the person that referred her listens to this podcast and your mate's got a shit attitude. <laughs> you know I mean? that's what's even worse is it and came you know through what? word we of got mouth to say didn't that it? straight to her face we told her and and uh, because georgia and i do not roll over don't get us wrong like we don't just like we, got, oh, we, we don't roll over we go back in a professional manner yeah we go back with we've receipts, learned to go back with, with some receipts. common sense these yeah. are the things that you highlighted you know x y and z but anyway we're getting into the weeds here that you know, when you deflect your own problems and try and try and take somebody down on the way out, 
just understand when you look in the mirror that you're a massive disappointment to the human race. And anyone that listens to this, just know you'll never get away with that kind of behavior with myself and Mark, ever, because no. we can literally psychoanalyze you within seconds. No. And that's one of my fortes. If I was to have a magic power, it would be to read people's minds because genuinely, I already know that. Like, And I, it's because I have legitimately worked so in depth and in context with so many different types of individuals mm -hmm. that I know exactly exactly what the next move is you know and I'm always right so at the end of the day like you know as I always said we don't have there's no laughing involved in these matters it's really fucking annoying it's very stressful when people do this it's no, never I, nice I take for it us personally like, because we work we incredibly, we incredibly we work incredibly diligently with our clients on a consistent basis some would say that we have no boundaries and that we should set boundaries with yeah which we're trying just, you know, because we literally dedicate our entire life to our business and what we do, like, outside, like, how have you been? What have you been up to? Working. I've been working. Man. I've been micromanaging people and trying to motivate people to improve their own lifestyles. And sometimes it's an uphill battle. It's like pushing a stone up uphill. Like, mm. you're try, essentially trying to get things that people historically haven't, wanted to do or found value in doing and now you have to essentially coax them into a different lifestyle and and get them to appreciate being in an uncomfortable environment get them to be like no thank you i don't actually want to drink this weekend or i'd rather have a grilled piece of fish than a bucket of fried chicken do you know what okay, I mean? you've just like, made it out like we have no life with our fucking nobody eats no, grilled fish on our no but i'm plan. just saying like you know there are logical choices and sacrifices that need to be made by people that are in precarious positions with their metabolic health and you just like sometimes the process is you know i little... say this time and time again because i obviously i when i when i arrived in uh in italy obviously like you know, I never, like, I've never even physically seen and been around Maria, for example, who was obviously one of my clients. And, like, obviously, you know, I have been training exceptionally hard. I probably am in the best shape I ever have been in my whole life. And I'll be honest, I've had to say no to loads of fucking things. I've been hungry a lot of the fucking time. I've had to literally drag myself onto a walking pad in moments where I literally couldn't... <laughs> think of anything worse i've trained so fucking hard my body's felt broken at some point yeah, keep, and keep going please. and like the, the reality is is i'm in really great shape at the moment and that's because i've literally worked blood sweat and tears to get here and is it easy is it going to be easy for me to maintain well i hope so because i've built a huge amount of muscle mass in the process no, but I, I would but, quite i'd quite like for you to keep on elaborating on just not just how you feel and how you felt and how you've continued to just well, one of my best friends messaged me and she said oh my god gee like what have you been doing you've been you look amazing and i thought well one nobody has ever actually really seen me recently dressed up like mm. you know so obviously i did make a huge amount of effort um and i did really like what i was wearing because i planned the fucking outfit so i felt confident but i kind of was like huh, my whole job is like fucking lifting heavy things do you know what i mean yeah, what do you think i'd be fucking doing pilates elaborate do you know? more on the slog of how you've sacrificed certain things to get to where well, you for example are. like how many times have we eaten out and we're both like fuck i really want that but i have to have something minuscule how many times have i had like social things recently where i've had to starve myself literally all day until i've had the meal so then i sacrifice it i went to afternoon tea which was just like the worst like i lovely meal but like the worst 
worst meal mm. for like tracking mm. like the buttered bread the fucking everything and like that was going to literally swallow my whole calorie allowance and I literally had to starve myself until mm. like 3pm so that I could afford myself the ability of that you might think that's something ridiculous but it's also managing my body fat levels so I'm not a strain on the fucking NHS okay I have already been a strain on the NHS I don't need to go there again you know yeah, but the, and this is no, the other no, but reality the thing is now now let me just ask you another question having gone through the slog that you've gone through and you're like oh i feel broken i'm i feel hungry i feel great (laughs) which essentially which essentially you have to go through if you're you're you are the leanest and the most uh, muscular you have ever been in your entire life so now you're you're going into uncharted territory I don't understand why people don't assume that this is, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. But anyway, that's a side note. <laughs> Having gone into that uncomfortable realm, this is the most positive feedback you've had with regards to your... I know it sounds very vain. Oh, but, fuck, it's ridiculous. But the yeah. thing is, like, you've had so much feedback. Like, people Do you like, know what the biggest thing was? Is that, okay, for context, like, anybody will know I my grandma very much struggled, my grandparents very much struggled with what me being very, very overweight. It was not a great relationship when I was, and that's enough for today. Um, that's enough trauma today. Anyway, for my grandparents to want a photo of me printed in a frame... Um, is quite a big fucking thing. Mm. And I got a message from my grandma saying, we would absolutely love the photos of you in Italy because you looked absolutely wonderful. And that's when I was like, Mm. okay, I must be in okay shape. Like literally, I was like, that's a sad comparison. And I'm never going to ever behave. Like I have completely got my shit and my brain in order. But how do you feel having received that? I know it sounds incredible. I did this for myself. I've done it entirely for myself because I fucking love lifting heavy weights is as soon as everyone saw Georgia I was getting the whatsapp saying oh my god she looks like a movie star <laughs> okay but like also like let's not let's be fucking dramatic like <laughs> fucking dramatic yeah, like, but makes it's me not cringe. every day that you see a, a, a muscular yeah like, when you don't toned. actually that's so don't say toned, a, toned like it's muscular I say toned in the sense of like, like I want to be muscular related, I don't want related, to be toned okay muscular <laughs> it's not very often that you see a muscular woman you know, you see women with like small arms, small legs, small petite, petite, but you don't see a girl, a woman with a huge amount, huge biceps. No, and I fucking right. hope that mine continue to grow so big that people actually question whether or not I am a woman. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot of testosterone for that. Yeah, but anyone's going to look at me like I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like you've got some weird fetish, haven't you, for some your well, wife I'd, turning um, in. I like you being a muscle mummy. I fucking love it. And for anybody that gets close to this, you fucking love it. And it's like, I don't want to compete. I'm not doing this for anything. I don't want to stand in stage in some sad hall, do you know what I mean? Eating fish and rice cake and just being sad. No, I just want to be in such good shape that when I walk into a room, I make other people feel uncomfortable. You know what, also, I just want, like, you know, I had to, like, when, when we were getting taxis places at the weekend, I was, like, I got so annoyed one of the taxi drivers couldn't arrange the boot properly and stuff like that. I was, like, right, take it all out, I'm going to move it. He's, like, oh, are you okay lifting that? I was, like, mate, I could literally do this and times I ten. Just fucking pass me the bag. bag. Like, literally. And, obviously, it's all in Italian. I'm, like, yes, yeah, CC, uh, ciao, ciao. Like, literally. Um... But no, I fucking love it. And I just want more people to experience it. I don't want people to experience yeah. it in an unnatural way. I eat chocolate every day. I fucking have yeah. eaten and I literally ate, what did I eat yesterday? I, like two packets of crisps. Mm-hmm. I ate like at least three Kit Kats yesterday. Oh, yeah, I was on my period. yesterday, so you had like randoms. 
Yeah, yeah, I had fucking random shit because I ate like a cunt, yeah. Um, But I was still loving life, do you know what I mean? And I just love it. Like, why shouldn't you just love the way that you fucking... Because I've worked for it. And, like, you know, when I lift heavy and I see veins popping, there's such a good feeling as long as they don't explode and I rupture something. (laughs) You know, and it's not come from me being extra masculine for those women that think I'm fucking bulky. Do you know what? Like, you know, most women want to look great from behind. Do you know what I mean? And weight training does that. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, yeah, most women the, the hate various, themselves from behind because they don't like... The people like Monica and her mom who train with us, we've encouraged you know, tr- uh, traditional structured periodized weight training. Her mum is so hot. And Maria they, is so hot. That's for you, Maria. They, hot um, mama. You know, everyone gets a different kind of return of investment from lifting weights and you, you you for you to understand what your return on on investment is you have to be able to do it and do it consistently for you to find your own kind of niche benefit and i also think you know you've always got phases in life like there's certain phases in life where you can really prime yourself and if you've got the ability to prime yourself in those years fucking do it christ like i've chosen not to have children i've been married what nearly six years most people would have pumped out at least two by now i chose not to i was quite young getting married i wanted a career i wanted to cement something which didn't mean my whole life running via a child Mm. and i've never wanted to push a child around in a pram that's my own personal choice Unless it's a cat. Yes, mm. exactly that. I'd push the cat around. That might point. fucking change. But right now I'm in my prime and I'm going to run with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I want other people to see that anything's possible. I used to be a fucking creature. Do you know what I mean? I was a creature. Yeah. A little alcohol guzzling, little drug fiend, little creature. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so I've experienced what it's like to be mm-hmm. a creature and to be the fat sister and to be the ugly mm. one and the wonder. I've done it all. And now I'm not going to be like that. But the thing is, I guess, like most people in the fitness industry, if they had undergone your personal journey, would be have plastered it all over social media. And like, I feel like it needs you do need to communicate. Well, more side and more note, guys, those that are listening, I know we mentioned it last. I okay, sorry, it's my me sentence again. Yeah. Because I need to big you up. Um, <laughs> it's not only your your initial weight loss journey but the fact that you've been able to maintain it as well for and not only maintain it but consistently progress it now for numerous numerous years it's a constant work in progress like because I I guess always like when you when you consult with people we speak to different people from all over, from different countries all over the world on a daily basis and everyone's got a successful weight loss story where they lost loads of weight but followed very briefly after that is the initial rebound which has left people essentially in the worst metabolic health that people have been in because mm. i guess everyone after covid you're talking weight you're talking your average person i think that we've spoken to is about seven kilos up to 30 to 40 kilos over covid Oh, fucking COVID, whatever. Do you know what I mean? I think also people, like, I think, you know, but also we can't be using that excuse now. We just can't be using that excuse. Like, when I heard the words, oh, somebody's got COVID the other day, I was like, oh, just shut up, please. Like, honestly, I'm so sorry. I was like, I know people are like, ah, my granddad died, but I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? It's just, 
it's strain it's it's drained me like i i don't i don't like the fact that we're going to keep on going on at this but never talk about the damage it actually did do to like everybody like and also mm. businesses and stuff like that i've literally just seen people in the worst you know throughout mm. covid yeah. and i don't want to see that again like i just want to see people succeed like and you know as i always say you know if you can be that image of success, I guess it's good to run with it. But as a side note, obviously we did mention on the last, I've said on a side note like six times this podcast, but anyway. Say it one more time. I'll say it one more time. Um, on a side note, <laughs> the we did mention that last podcast that we would be reviving technically our podcast Instagram page, which never really... Yeah, I really we never really, really yeah. kicked off with it. We just fucking just, yeah, we kind of did and then yeah. didn't. And then we were like, oh my God, this is too much to manage. And then just yeah. gave up. Um, we're reviving it, but we're reviving it through our lifestyle. So the garlic lifestyle, or what we live on a day-to-day basis, yeah. showing more of our training, more of the life behind the podcast, the people yeah. behind the podcast, so that you guys can follow along, but also that we can share snippets of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been one of the hardest few months just kind of trying to sit in like where does what sit where when what like how but how why, <laughs> why? Like, um A because we are very aware and h- how we built our business social media media we are very aware of how we did that and it was based off of education which is not a bad thing but it has had its drawbacks and you know when we've wanted to bring more of our character out it hasn't really felt like the right market and we didn't really cement the right market in that Mm. audience Mm. um to be speaking to if i'm Mm. being brutally honest Mm. my following is a little bit more relaxed you know they've known me for years Mm. do i mean Mm. but again Mm. i kind of went out of tune of that because Mm -hmm. of just work taking over Mm. and like I guess Soak Up and the, the Arrow Club previous was the main focus point. That's where I was making my money, do you know what I mean? And the reality is I had to keep that going. Mm. And so we kind of felt ourselves in the position where, you know, I don't, the truest that I can ever be is just to be ourselves on social media, the same with you. But I've also got to play with a number of other minds, do you know what I mean, as to how we actually proceed. And we don't necessarily feel like completely comfortable or right sharing our lifestyle and stuff on our business page. We would rather take it to our podcast page, which is actually stuff that we talk about anyway on here this is obviously such a candid conversation Mm. normally Mm. um and that's where we can start to share like more snippets in the podcast as i said we're still going to be very much talking about the topics of our job do you know what i mean but we're also going to be just bringing a little bit more of a light-hearted touch where we just don't feel like we're always having to provide very very highly educational information because the best feedback and the biggest feedback we've ever had based on this is just the fact that people like listening to the conversation between us so whether or not that comes via us talking about meta-analysis or Mm. us just talking Mm. about a shit neighbour or just life or Mm. some struggles or how you're going to get through something. Do you Mm. know what I mean? We just feel like that's going to have a better standpoint for you listeners Mm -hmm. to also just understand us a little bit more. Um, As I said, we both will happily agree and have agreed on the fact that the last couple of years we definitely have been very reserved um, and mm. we don't necessarily like that way because we're not fucking boring, reserved people. We actually have a personality. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I just, I, I don't want to splatter it onto people. Do you know what I mean? That word's horrible, splatter. But mm. um, 
I just think it's right, especially with the podcast. You know, our podcast is one that's very much listened to frequently. Um, and it's a place that we obviously want to continue to scale and grow. Um, and it only feels right this next step in doing so. So we will have our page up and running. Um, this contains garlic. Um, I thought we were changing. We were going to change the name, but then I just yeah, thought, yeah. don't be ADHD and irrational. I like the name This Contains Garlic because I obviously came up with it. But, yeah, yeah, you did. but we did think of uh, the real clothes, the real clothes of garlic. So kind of like the real housewives of like Miami, but like the real mm. clothes of garlic, which kind of meant like the segments of like our life. Maybe if you are an advert listener and you want to give us feedback on that and you want to just message us, mm. do you like the name This Contains Garlic or do you mm. like the name the real cloves of garlic mm, which is mm. obviously a take on reality tv show yeah. um guilty pleasure i don't know i quite like both of them i think the real cloves of garlic does seg segment that there's a life do you know what i mean going on and there's segments of it but then this contains garlic means that we're both very present you know mm. uh it's a good surname to have because it's yeah. you know garlic is better with that unless you've got ibs do you know what i mean and then mm, garlic, garlic is no is good life, for you because right. <laughs> if you think about it every culinary cuisine in every tradition uses garlic and also it's like isn't it an antihistamine it's a Something you're meant to spray garlic on like to ward things off aren't you vampires, vampires yeah. um well i guess it's just one of those things that is, life is better with garlic so do you want to i feel like we should go back to talking about your wedding that you attended do what, you want to talk you about like the actual what the proceedings actual... What the person, no, well, we've spoken quite a lot about the wedding. I just wanted yeah. to do a little bit of a... I just really wanted to speak today, just uh, because I know Monica listens to the podcast, yeah. um, that just how, like, I guess this was a very uh, a very big life ex experience and memory for mm. the both of us, do you know what I mean? And that, yeah, you mean know, it doesn't go... Uh, it's not ignored. It's crazy. It, to be fair, it's pretty insane, yeah. And yeah, I just think, honestly, hand on my heart, like, it was probably the proudest I've ever been, like, being oh, able to really be. that's really cute. <laughs> no, wow, it is, genuinely. No, it is really cute. I'm sorry, I, I very sometimes struggle with... <laughs> I know, sometimes struggle with... You always say to me, oh, you sound very unenthusiastic. And I just struggle with, you know, the tonality of my voice to sound enthusiastic sometimes. Yeah, yeah I know, you just sound like you're a little bit, like, non 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 happy non happy non happy not happy not happy no i, d I just think it's one of, it's it's one of those things where it, um yeah no i would appreciate why you would feel really proud it's such a uh, it's such a i feel like because it's a from a coaching mentality you've seen somebody really improve their you know mental health physical health do you know what i see i'll be honest with you do you know what i genuinely see i see like me like in like in the sense of like the way monica started with mm. both uh, emotional situations with mental situations in the sense of the the hurdles that she had to overcome uh the mm. judgment that she faced when she was very mm. overweight like mm -hmm. i see so mm. much resemblance of myself yeah. in my own journey in her mm -hmm. that like i guess it makes it even more Mm -hmm. cemented because genuinely we've overcome that you know what yeah. i mean and we've got so much like the progress not even on losing the amount of weight she has but like 
the emotional and the mental side of it to be able to... I guess what also people discredit a lot is when you make changes and change as a person, it really impacts the people around you that have a preconceived notion of you being Mm. one particular individual and in that person's reality in which they attach their own identity, they assume that, you know, once you change as a person, their reality is then questioned and Mm. uh, helping a person then navigate them changing completely as an individual and how that impacts the people around them and the perceptions of those individuals and how that has a you know a negative or positive impact on that person's you know mental health as well is something that we help clients navigate through as well which is yeah can be very confronting for people as well i think you know as I always say, it very much depends on the environment that you're brought up in. Like, I think environment is really the stimulator of anything because, you know, it's, if you're, so I was obviously brought up in a non-overweight family, mod, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, if anything, some people were underweight. Um and it was not socially acceptable to be overweight. Um, And I think Monica was also brought up in a very Mm -hmm. similar situation Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, the judgment she faced because she wasn't like Mm -hmm. her sisters or her Mm -hmm. mum or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've also got to remember that there's a five-year age gap between each sister, okay? So technically, it's a large generation gap between each one. And I think, you know growing up you know monica went to boarding school like she was around the world constantly moving you know Mm -hmm. and for somebody like that you know whose parents obviously separated when she was probably about 12 Mm -hmm. 11 or 12 like maybe even later than that maybe it's not actually maybe anyway maybe it was later than that 2010 yeah so yeah around uh, teenage years uh you know she was obviously in a position where like you know you start to see the effects of what your environment is doing to you and it happens you know and then you obviously whilst you decide to whether in some people's eyes it's abusing your health or whether it's you comfort eating or you know Mm -hmm. emotionally eating or build you know putting putting on loads of weight that's your defense mechanism like that's your you know it comes back to the point of like you know the emotion link towards these mm. things and these food like that triggers you to do it and mm-hmm. i think if you end up in a situation where you're quite lonely which was exactly where i was yeah. you know the only thing you have comfort with is food mm-hmm. and your surroundings that you can comfort your you know can get mm. those, that dopamine fired up you know mm-hmm. and and feel good and to feel good because you're not getting it from anywhere else sure. and then pile that on top with a huge amount of judgment mm. you know a judgment whether that's somebody telling you you're fat or you need to do something mm. or why you like this or you're unattractive or you're ugly this stuff stays with people for life mm. like it still stays yeah, it with does. me i know it still stays with monica in fact i was talking to somebody at the wedding who was probably by far in the sense of the men there, like very good looking, like, Mm. and he said to me how his, you know, he's every day since his father used to call him 
really ugly and fat. Do you know what I mean? Like he, that's his motivating factor to get up and to do something. Mm. And he was like, it's not good that that's my motivating factor, but that's where it started. Mm. And you know, whether this is like maybe a blessing in disguise, maybe not for those that get massively obsessed how with you it, channel it, but how you channel those angry mm. words or those words that no, they shouldn't deflect. But the reality is, is that some of these words some, helped me. Yeah, but like some of those, it's like the stereotypical uh, bodybuilders are made during breakups where, you know, they go, somebody goes through a painful breakup and then they dedicate, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's how you channel the situation. Like to motivate yourself, You're yeah. feeling really sad, down and depressed. Someone's been mean to you. Someone's been rude to you. Some people reach for donuts. Some people reach for dumbbells. Yeah, and you know, like I've reached for donuts, a lot of donuts, a lot of drugs, do you know what I mean? Lots yeah. of <laughs> lots of yeah. icing sugar. Um, mm-hmm. And I've done all of that, mm-hmm. but actually the opposite, you know, when you actually motivate yourself based off of, it's the only effect that I see that it's not positive, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you're talking to somebody that was bullied at school, began binge eating, hiding food like because of that. Uh, the only thing I think it doesn't help is when you become the situation like I am today, position I'm in today, and maybe until I felt as confident as I have maybe recently in myself, mm-hmm. uh, you are constantly in your head thinking what other people are thinking that you look like. Mm-hmm. And because you have been such a prominent image of maybe taking up a lot of space, being like the elephant in the room, like they always used to say, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. That you're so conscious because you p- people have picked up on what you've looked like then, that now every single time that you see those people again, it's all they're thinking about. That's what's going through your head. Am I dressed correctly? Can they see enough? You know what I mean? Do I look like I've put on weight? Is this something they're going to be thinking in their head? Mm. Do I look like I'm socially acceptable for these people? Just in case that they think I've ever gone backwards. And that's when it becomes very negative. Mm. And I've would say mm. that I struggle with the most mm. is feeling mm. comfortable around those that used to judge me the most. Mm. And I will still say to this day, I'm not, do you know what I mean? Even if you're, even even though now you're fucking skittish. I still think there's more that I can do to make people just not question me at all. Jesus. Yeah, you know, just it's fucked, and I just but like I can see 3%, this. Just like. But it's ill. That's that can be an ill mentality, and I know I can. I'm not dumb. Like I can see why. It, that's my mm, biggest downfall. Mental. That is my biggest downfall. Is I don't know what somebody's thinking, which I will never know. Do you know what I mean? When they no. first look at me, do I look like? Do you not think that sometimes? I think obviously being a woman is very different, but sometimes people are so not narcissistic, but so entwined in their own. Uh, life and so self not a self-absorbed but self like well you'd think so but it's not enough they don't even well you'd think that until you're overweight and then suddenly it comes out their mouth do you know what I mean then you're like oh I didn't realize you were like that I thought you were really fucking self-obsessed and unaware but then that's what I mean if it's happened and somebody Mm. said it then you're always going to think no I don't agree that people are not too I guess people can also like fat shame or, or, or put people down when it's just like an easy win do you know what I mean 
just oh my god that happened to me so much it was just like the easiest thing like my family used to do that it's just like like you know what i mean when someone's like two people are roasting each other and then like the other person can't think of anything they're like oh you're you're fat it's like like the easiest lowest common blow that people know essentially because people that are fat know they're fat do you know what i mean and there's a there's the the societal uh, perception that fat people are lazy and there's a lot of you which know. I don't agree with no. I just agree with I feel like our receptors in our, our chemical balance in our brain has been manipulated due to the accessibility of food and the change in environment over the years that's the only thing I can put it down to like because it doesn't make any other logical Mm. sense why it's Mm. progressed and people have got effectively fatter or more obese Mm. but yet this is why it frustrates me that everyone hedges their bets on exercise, do you know what I mean, as mm. well. Like, mm. do you know how many times, oh, just go for your steps, but it's not teaching them that they can still go for their steps, but annihilate any kind of energy, do you know what I mean, by what they're putting in their mouth. I was talking to a girl that I became really good friends with at the wedding. Mm. She was actually vegan, but she was a proper vegan because she actually knew how to cook for herself mm. as a vegan. Now, I say this because... As a, you know, the nutritional side of things, the biggest lack I see when people choose these lifestyles of being more plant-based or being vegan is they don't actually know how to put together a vegan or plant-based meal in any way, shape or form. So they're like, oh, there's some pasta and there's some vegan pesto, that will do, do you know what I mean? Or they're like, oh, let's have some processed vegan soy mince, do you know what I mean? And and they don't know actually, how can I put together a meal that's going to give me adequate amount of protein, Mm. you know what I mean? And fuel me without just eating vegan chicken nuggets. And, you know, I was talking to her about this and, you know, we were just saying like how people have no understanding these days of how to actually cook for themselves, like like how to even put together a meal. And it goes back to this sort of like your environment and your, you know, people are just not willing to learn these days, you know, or parents are not put willingly or they don't know themselves passing it on. Like, I know there's certain elements of like cultural stuff where, you know, I come from a Jewish side, which naturally speaking is got more culinary skills because it's meant that the wives and the grandmas and the mums and stuff like teach the children, you know, statistically speaking, women wouldn't necessarily go for work. They'd be the baby provider, you know? So I was always taught how to make beautiful food, like how to like feed yourself properly, which in a way, like, did I abuse that? Yeah, of course I did. I was morbidly overweight. But, you know, it, that's what I see people lacking in these mm. days uh, With is the fact that it's not only their environment and their chemical reception, you know, is the fact that but, we don't know how to look after ourselves but, but, or we're just idle. Is, I don't know. Are we the, idle? It's, it's the capitalism has identified a way of extracting finances from the general population and it comes in the form of convenience like when things are so convenient for you you know you've just you've woken up you probably have most people don't like to eat breakfast they go throughout the day they work they commute they go through their life at their in their job they try and have a social life you know they come home they, they want an easy microwave meal they want a takeaway they want things that are simple and the the there's a 
a, ba- a barrier or a misconception which uh, uh, we always seem to discredit that the vast majority of people think that like when they need to lose weight they need to like cook chicken breast and boil rice and do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of a mixture. But I of do, I do think meal planning at the start is in, is so beneficial if you don't understand. Like, you should fucking meal, stick to a meal plan. It's and just so because not for now the rigid. To eat really calorie dense food, you know, that is cooked for taste, not necessarily for. But also, can I just values. interrupt you based off what you said about a lot of people don't eat breakfast? Okay. This is probably the biggest thing that I probably get spoken to about when somebody's signed up or need you know what I mean it's I don't eat breakfast is that going to be a problem it's not a problem in any shape or form do you know what I mean but when people say I don't eat breakfast and then it will slide out at some point that they have a croissant on the way to work do you know what I mean but they classify breakfast as like eggs or something they don't classify wolfing down a pastry as breakfast you know but what I see it as breakfast is <laughs> There are position. There, but there are. They do. Fuck. Like, I haven't eaten breakfast, but eleven. I wolfed down a pastry. Well, that's still fucking food, isn't it? Doesn't matter if it's breaking the fast at seven a.m. or breaking the fast at fucking. Sorry, I've just said twelve hundred calories. It's a snack, but it's not breakfast. Yeah, but people forget. Oh, I'll just had a prep God. fucking croissant, double chocolate twist roll. I'd love one of those as well, that's right in my mouth right now. Yeah, I just like. I, but they I, don't realise yeah, that that's like four hundred calories. Yeah, we're getting sidetracked. No, but my point is, is that, you know, that I actually think for somebody starting nutritional habits, it's actually the biggest thing would just be getting the structure of the Mm. timing and what you eat. doesn't have Mm. any correlation of weight loss, but what I'm trying to say Mm. is trying to get that structured time when Mm. you eat, Mm -hmm. where you are not distracted and reaching Mm. for convenience. Mm. So the biggest thing is, okay, well, if I have an hour in the morning or 45 minutes in the morning. What's more important for me? Me to sit down and enjoy 20 minutes having breakfast, you know what I mean? And being that just a little bit more proactive or Mm. organized the evening before Mm. to know Mm. that I'm ready for work. Or going into work, you haven't even had any water, you've knocked back at least a latte and a fucking espresso, do you know what I mean? Hoping mm. that something's... In. Turn up to the office, you're unenergized. Oh, fuck, Stephen's gone and got the pastries. Yeah. You've wolfed down a pastry. Oh, I haven't even eaten breakfast. I don't understand why I've yeah. put on weight. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And literally, this is it, because yeah. people ignore you, it. They've had the latte, coconut latte from yeah. Pretz. Or you do don't I mean? eat that, and then you wait, and then you've essentially fasted, like, you know, 19 hours. hours or and even... You, and then you're absolutely ravenous to the point where any form of nutritional decisions go out the window because you just want something tasty and then you eat you, you eat your meal deal do you know what I mean you eat, you eat your sandwich or some poxy thing that's got nothing and out of protein in do you know what I mean you're hungry again someone just got the biscuits out the thing reach is, for the biscuits so many, and then you wonder why like so many people and people ask us well, why do you get your clients to track their calories and macros at the at the beginning of their body transformation um, and the, the simple reason is is most people have zero understanding of actually how much food that they eat on a day-to-day basis. So what they did was they then did a nutritional study where they took hundreds of thousands of people and they asked them to try and write down a food diary of what they've consumed compared to the actual consumption of food on a day-to-day basis with observation and they realized that people underest their calorie uh, on average underest underestimate their calorie intake by 1500 to 2500 calories per day 
and it is so because easy. <laughs> like you said, like all of it, you've gone in, you've had a lot, you've had a frappuccino. No, 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 don't go extreme. No, I'm just It's okay. a latte and okay, a croissant. A latte and a croissant, and by the, you know, by the time 10 a.m. rolls around, you forgot you even had, you know, 1,200 calories. Okay, that's an exaggeration. That's I don't like exaggeration. you exaggerating okay, because sorry. a croissant's about like... 400, a latte could be up to 300. Okay, so you've not so... back 700 calories without even thinking in the yeah. sense of, and it's very easy to forget that. Yeah. Like when I don't eat properly or I have a day of sporadity, you're like, oh my God, I've literally just eaten all my calories in rice cakes. Okay. Like you're like, I don't understand. Like flavored rice cakes, picking mm. up snacks, this one, this one. And you're yeah. like, oh fuck, I've eaten Condiments, like nothing. Peanut butter, you know, little. I like, don't eat that, Mark. I'm just saying, other people do. Other but people they don't do. eat, Mark. On, I'm talking on a day to day basis of a normal person going to work, sorting their shit out. Yeah. You've got I the vending can, machine at work. You've got yeah. the fucking cafe down the downstairs. Yeah. You've got press on the way. Well, you've and got it, a, a, what is uh, one of our clients having right in front of a desk? Like a pick a, and mix. A pick and mix. Yeah, what the fuck? What office does that? Like, yeah. that's horrendous. Like, we want you to be super productive. So we're so just, just going to fill you with just loads of shit fucking yeah, sweets. But like, the, the, but this is the thing. You want a more productive workforce. I will just all inject you with some fucking Zempic and just hope for the best that you're all like yeah. here with zero muscle mass sucking on yeah. pick and mix for energy. Oh, wait, none of you can actually come to work because you're all crippled with back pain. <laughs> That's, so that's actually we're just the reality. Home so you can consistent. We're eventually moving more and more. Do you remember that uh, Disney program, Wally? What? Where all the 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 Disney one, where Wally. What? I think that was an African Disney one. No, it's like one of the most. Oh, sorry, just popular. because I don't know, it's one of Probably. the most successful Disney fucking what? Yeah, it is. Where it, it depicts people in the future, everyone's like morbidly obese, floating horizontally with screens in front of their face. And nobody. Well, have you not seen the remote worker image that they pumped out via AI? Yeah. yeah. It's like some woman that's overweight yeah. like bags under her eyes rounded too, shoulders hunched over it's so not far away day to day basis where the sedentary lifestyle is having a reductive impact on people's body yeah and if you're doing uh, something about it good posture. fucking for you yeah. well done keep up at it if you've got the availability always make use of it don't fucking feel sorry for yourself in situations where you mm. can actually control it mm. like you know at the end of the day I, I sit People here have literally like... got no excuse because now you, if you've got the financial availability, you can get a personal trainer. Or if you don't, you know, there are online variations that are cost effective. People have literally no excuse to outsource health and you don't even need to outsource it for some people you could even go on the internet and teach yourself like the thing is though if you train your brain like everybody knows okay probably for breakfast you shouldn't go to the freezer and open up a tub of ice cream and eat you eat ice cream bad you eat uh, bad ice cream at breakfast no no you should have eggs and toast yes well done do you know what I mean that's how your brain works it's like a dog do you know what I mean you train your fucking brain like a dog the reality is, is that you know, like, 
fuck? Are you unaware when you've driven through fucking the drive-through at McDonald's that you're there? Are you blind? I don't know. Like maybe you've struggled to even get there. Maybe you've had a fit on the highway and it's pulled you into the fucking drive-through conveniently speaking into the microphone. The same with when the three for two Kit Kats that scream at you at Tesco's, do you know what I mean? Which they are prominently there. Or when you've gone into the petrol station, do you know what I mean? And just thought you'd grab a quick snack, which is another fucking 800 calories down. Mm. And whilst you eat, whilst you drive, going somewhere for another meal. Like, the reality is, is that you've had full control over absolutely everything. Mm. I used to have full control when I ordered enough Domino's for a family of six, do you know what I mean? I used to eat it all. But people all make the excuse that they don't have time or, or, or will project whatever shortcomings onto just uh, an Do you know how hard excuse? exercise is when you're fucking morbidly overweight? I don't care what people say. Oh, God, that's so cancel culture. Oh, I can't say that somebody's overweight. Well, I'll tell you what it feels like. It's like death, do you know what I mean? When you've got a personal trainer and you're fucking... Well, I was 70 kilos heavier than where I am now, do you know what I mean? You're lugging that around, being forced to fucking run yeah, somewhere, absolutely. get on the floor, get back up. What? Sorry? And then I'm going to make that harder for myself, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I'll just... What the fuck? Do you know what I mean? There is no sympathy from me any longer because I'm tired. I am sympathetic to those that are willing to commit, that need to go up over their hurdles and progress. Everybody, guys. Fuck everybody. Drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. Georgia has turned over a new leaf. I feel like. No, I haven't. I just see. I do you know what? I'll come back to Monica. I see this beautiful girl who's transformed her fucking life, who I have massively and utterly supported the whole way through her transformation. I see the image clear as fucking day in front of me, and then I see a load of people making fucking excuses. And it's really hard to be like, wait, we're all the fucking same, are we? I don't think so. There's people that willingly dedicate and invest into their fucking health and well-being and and literally make it part of their routine and there's people that don't but then don't try okay and give me any bit of fucking shit when you are unwilling to and mm. fully capable of doing so yeah. it's not like people are sat here not everybody is crippled unable to walk with back pain there's enough of them do you know what I mean but you know if you've got the ability of all your limbs do you know what I mean your health is intact what are you fucking doing exactly like, yeah. like, at what point do you think this is going to get any better if you don't address something? Or that you physically think you're unable to achieve something? The reality is you are. Is you can achieve just... it. And I know this fucks people off. They're like, oh my God, please stop saying this. It's hurting me. Yes, because it's hitting home. Yeah, That's the reality. you got to wear it. I see it happen on a day-to-day basis of people transforming their whole life, loving it. We see it daily. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. It's what we live. I think we it's also need to acknowledge the fact that, you know, that, you know, with not all weight loss is positive weight loss, but in the vast majority of the, you know, statistical probability, people generally, and having been in the industry, when people lose weight, they generally feel more confident and it has a lot of positive uh, benefits to other aspects of their life. So and like, that's I why I feel we... like we've gotten to the point where saying if you lose weight, you'll feel happy. People are like, uh, I don't think I, mean? I will. It's like, well, you won't know, yeah, would you? you know because I mean? you're not. It's even... like, well, okay, well then I must be undergoing a different shift in reality because all the people that have been really overweight and we've helped them lose weight and keep it off have had drastically positive impacts on their life. 
The only thing is, is that like, I don't necessarily agree, like, and I've never agreed with this, that like going through a weight loss journey where you don't work on your mindset is probably a bit short full because you can still live in the brain of being somebody very overweight when you're much, much smaller and that can play on your mind. Like I said, there's downfalls on the mindset side, mm. but in the sense of the actual weight loss, you don't know shit until you've done it. <laughs> and so there's lots of people going, oh, I'm not gonna start because just in case. Just in case, straight I mean, yeah. that I might have that moment in three months' yeah. time. I'm, sorry, I'm not going to. I'm just stop. not going to do anything. I can't change my life around because I have to have my eyebrows microbladed. It has to be the <laughs> shittest excuse that we have ever, you know, probably I mean? ever worked with. Yeah, um, that uh, yeah the probably. shittest excuse. But again, it represented the woman's personality, which was the shit. shit. <laughs> Fuck me. And if anybody else works in the service industry, yeah, you also know you're going to come across We also said you do have a very shit person, not a shit No, we didn't say that. We said it in professional terms, Mark. You probably sorry. typed into ChatGPT and hoped for the best. No, I typed <laughs> it in and then you probably said like... Yeah, you can't unlock your potential now because you're a shit person. <laughs> I type a lot of things and then I showed you and she's like, you can't. No, I'm like, we never use it because it's just <laughs> too like fucking you like. You can't say that. No, you can't use that. Like, you're not a lawyer. But no, I, I just, I just, there's so much potential in everybody. And I think this whole podcast, what I'm trying to say is that there's so much potential to live this life that you've always dreamt of. Like, mm. you know, go back to Monica. This is something that she's always wanted. She yeah. wanted to feel in control, happy and healthy. And that was what looked good on her. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? What she wanted to achieve mm -hmm. and to go through these life changing moments and transformations you know mm. and then to stand and see someone standing there walking down the aisle to marry somebody and to be part of that mm. yes it's totally put into context in my fucking brain mm. 150 percent that anything is fucking doable do you know what i mean mm. you need the right support the right guidance to get you there mm -hmm. but anything is possible if you're sat at that start position but it's also opened up my eyes for, I don't have time for people telling me or giving me a load of bunch of shit excuses or deflecting their own problems onto an amazing service mm. like ours. We've all got our flaws, do not get me wrong. I'm not mm -hmm. pumping, but I know for God fucking sake, and I see it every day, and I am very lucky to see this because we were, that we change people's lives mm -hmm. for the absolute better always on a day-to-day -day basis and I don't think anybody can tell us otherwise um, and you know if you're sat there and you think oh I'm not going to do it I'm just not going to do it well that is your own problem but yeah. don't feel like you need sympathy from somebody when you haven't actioned or you haven't stepped forward even no. over over the start line you know no. you've got to realize like what I said halfway through this like to be in a, a leaner position to be in a muscular position there's been times where I Fuck, like, I've had to say no to the ciabatta bread. Do you know what I mean? I've had oh, no. to say no to going and fucking divulging and some gelato ice cream. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, in the time, you're like, oh, I'm so sad. But when the results are there, do you know what mm. I mean? And you feel great and you feel confident and you actually feel like I can stand proud, you know, mm. that's when you're going to see the result. The result might not be there and then when you've got to say no to the fucking, oh, mm. you know... But as I delayed always say, it's, it's delayed gratification and it's something you've got to work towards. And, you know, in any journey of any growth, you know, you've got to be uncomfortable at points. And 
again, referring back to our client, Monica, because mm-hmm. this was, really, you know, there's been plenty of times of this journey that's been very uncomfortable for her, mm-hmm. you know, but we've picked up, we've got a game plan and we've stepped forward every single week to make sure that it was heading in the right direction. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not to say that this was swimmingly well for no, fucking she had, five. She had she's a had a whole huge amount of niggles. She's been, she's travelled. She's done. No, but we're not even talking work. about that. It's so generic. I'm no, talking about I'm the emotional saying. shit. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And, like, and from a from a physical yeah. standpoint, it, okay, it's, well, like you said, no, it hasn't been plain sailing. So, and she's been, remained incredibly consistent. So, look, uh, if there's anything that you take away from this, is that anything's possible you just got to make sure you yeah. put your mind to it and actually realize that some things are going yeah. to be hard um and I hard feel is like good your, uh, new oh mark shut up i've always new... been like this it's just sometimes in moments of life they just remind you your new outlook on life is very motivating well no it's just an outlook that i just feel like should be said because i'm never going to stay quiet i've been in a situation i'm entitled to say what i feel because i've experienced on both sides you know mm. and I've seen it. I see it clear as fucking day. People literally transforming their lives, loving their life. And I mm. don't And I don't understand, you know, those that are just unwilling to do things and then just mope about over it. And no, that's not me telling you you're fucking lazy, you do nothing all day. Not in any way, shape or form. Mm. But it again... It must be very draining to, to not apply yourself and then consistently moan about it. Well, that's what I said to my hairdresser when she said, well, isn't it very expensive though? I said, well, how much do you weigh up literally thinking every single day about it like you've just told me that 24 7 a day you think about what you look like how you feel that you feel unhealthy you can't do this you can't Mm -hmm. do that well how much is that worth and she's like she couldn't even say she was like Mm -hmm. that's very true and that's enough to say it's worth as much as you want to value it you know and and this is the thing for some that's That's a lot so true it is ask yourself that question like how much is it worth this isn't fucking cost. You know? At the end of the day, money comes and goes. That's the reality. Some people mm. earn more, some people earn less. But how much is it worth? Is it worth complete clarity and control? Or is it not worth that? And if it's not yeah. worth that, then don't is get a coach. Worth, yeah, like, like I'm, you know, it's your... I just... You okay there, Mark? You're yeah. having a moment. So I'm just trying to contain myself <laughs> before going out on, a, on an explosive rant. <laughs> You're about to bring up something. I yeah, know I don't need to bring it up. But no, let's, um, so this Monica was, this was, this podcast was for you, Monica. Um, yeah, probably the proudest moment of our careers. And I wanted to Mm. express that. Um, and yeah, um, onwards and upwards. Um, I know Monica's coming back to a very good strength program that we're going to get into when she is back, um, the end of this week. Um, and yeah, I hope that this, just gave you a little bit of insight of yeah, how I we really help people. You. I really missed you as well. Oh, did you, Mark? Georgia was so nice on TV. Yeah, so nice so to Mark. Nice. I was like, and I, I miss like, you so oh much. Oh, my God. And then I has got home somebody, and I was like, can you fuck off, Mark? Has somebody abducted my wife? No, Mark, you were like, this is too long now. We've been apart. You fucking started oh, yeah, that no, shit. We were really nice to each other. And then yeah, not, but then we were around each other like, and sometimes a bit too much when you haven't brushed your and teeth. And George is just like, nah, nah, nah. I was like, it's good to have you back. <laughs> Telling me. Uh, was like, Mark, get off from the toilet, Mark. We've got to go somewhere, Mark. Oh, Do you know what I mean? It's it like, just fuck. so quiet. Okay, well, why, how about you go and get a job in, like, the army or something? In the Arctic. 
no, go and join the army and you'll yeah. be away for months on end and then we can have this really romantic relationship yeah, okay, and you come yeah. back and then we can just argue for like six months and then you go older. away. I think I'm a bit too old for the army. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd be one of the... Well, maybe. No, like not for an entry-level army, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think you're making shit up because you don't know. So let's not just spurt out numbers, shall we? Because yeah. you think there's 48 weeks in a year, but there's 52. Okay, well done. Because the other take, day, sorry, you I was taking into consideration people taking <laughs> the 28 days of holiday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> no, I do. I do think. Um, and take into consideration bank holiday. Well, we're going away soon. We need to tell our clients that. <laughs> <laughs> just say on a podcast, I hope that's enough mm. for you all. No, we're going away for a week, uh, which I can't wait. We're going to the Caribbean. It's going to be wonderful. And I plan on sunbathing and reading. trying to have some, and reading. Mm. That's one thing I did do some of when I was traveling was reading, which I just absolutely love doing, but I just never have any self-discipline in doing mm. so. So I've set myself the target. Well, when, to... you have, when you have some of our children, they text you at 4.30 in the morning all the way up to... <laughs> 11.30 yeah, at night. Yeah, 11.30 at night, 12.30 at night. It's yeah. very difficult to switch, un- switch off when, you know. Yeah, those have... boundaries will come in soon. Um, <laughs> we have been told we need to work on our boundaries, yeah. so the boundaries will soon Two people pleasers working in a business. Together is like um, the worst combination. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be the cunt first is the question. Yeah, like, cop, bad cop. Yeah, like that's so true. Like two people pleases in a business. That's yeah. so true. Uh, well, we've learned that. That's our own therapy to work through, isn't it? Exactly. Um, nothing wrong with people pleases, but it's just how you mm. work around it without giving too much. It's nice energy. if you're a people pleaser and you work with somebody who appreciates and values it and actions it. Then it's a very potent synergy. When you're a people pleaser and you try and help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves, it becomes <laughs> the most soul-destroying pers- uh, process for us because we're trying to please the individual who then doesn't want to take the advice of the person trying to please them. And I don't like that because we're trying to coach them, but we try to please. We try to always do we're good. To please obviously. you in the sense of getting. You Mark, to for fuck's sake, I'm not that emotionally fucking connected. No, I'm just a bit I'm of a people pleaser. I struggle saying no. I struggle saying to people like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" I've never liked asking people for help. It's just been the case. Do you know what I mean? That's just me. I don't fucking suck on the teats of my clients. Never no, will I. Do you know what I mean? Saying, <laughs> we're trying to please them in the grand sense of they. the reason why they're really unhappy is the fact that they ha- haven't seen progress. And we we're will trying please to, them, in yeah. quotation marks, by helping them turn their, turn their life around. But it becomes a very soul-destroying and energy v- vampire kind of position when you're literally banging your head up against the wall trying to get people to implement things and they're like oh i'm you know yeah but i think we've taken the approach now where like clients know that when and when you contact us do i mean you you will get back to you 100 percent. we're never we're Mm. we're trustworthy we're probably the most trustworthy hence why like a million brazilian people have asked us to take over their businesses and run them we are trustworthy we're reliable and those are you know we will always and utmost try and keep our business looking the best it possibly can do for us like it's our livelihoods at the end of the day do i mean that we really want to make as enjoyable as possible in some way or another. But there has to be a line where, you know, if 
people don't get in contact with you or they don't have the help or they're not willing to commit, then that's not our responsibility. And we've just had to do a lot of learning on that. It's not our responsibility that you're a child over this. Do you Mm. know what I mean? Mm. And children get put in creches and Mm. adults grow. So, But I just, it's weird. It boggles my mind where words come out your mouth that are completely contradictory to your actions. It's just like how, or like, Oh, Mark, that's the biggest step towards never being self-aware. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's just it, like it's just such a very there are plenty of like narcissists in this world and fucking you know the yeah, list the goes on. Yeah, but people that sit and cry during a consultation and then literally twenty-four hours later are like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, oh I God, I've just gone on booze, like fucking. Oh, yeah, whatever, do you know what I mean? mean? Yeah, but to be honest with you, I always, I always say like, you know, this happens probably. For us, probably, do you say one in 10? No, I'd say one in 30. 30? You yeah. think one in 30 it happens? Yeah. Just mm. people with no manners. People with no manners. Oh, fuck me. Just don't yeah. ever think that you're welcome if you've got no manners. And if you actually, you know if you've got manners or not. Like, you know. Like, you know, <laughs> you should know if you've got manners. Like, I was brought up with manners. So was Mark. Do you know what I mean? We're brought up in very strict little households with manners. You know, it's represented some parts of my mm-hmm. life, not so much. But, you know, and, but don't ever think if you've got no manners, you're just so not mm-hmm. welcome. I just think adults that have no manners, like, Christ, please don't reproduce. <laughs> That's all I say, because your children are going to pick up on that. And then we're going to be breeding little shit people into the world, which is, we should have children, Mark, so we can breed some mannered children Mm. into this, mannered, well-mannered children into this world. Yeah. But that's the only reason I'll be having a baby. (laughs) Or to dress it up. Mm. No, I probably wouldn't dress the child. The child would be in a tracksuit. Maybe the child would be a, a sports star. Do you think that we've got the genetics to produce? Yeah, I think we've got the genetics. For what, though? Like shot put or something? Uh, yeah, shot put. I know, but then it's some really like unattractive. Basketball. Mark, for fuck's sake, you're six foot. Yeah, what but point you're also you th- very tall, so Mark, generally genetics are... Yeah, Babes, but... there's no seven foot in this family. No, yeah, but Babes, it doesn't necessarily Your mum is so small. There is no seven foot in our family. Yeah, but it doesn't... There's... There, there have been elements of, of, of my family where some of the children are six foot eight and their parents were five foot eight. Six foot, six foot seven. I guess actually your family, who's that one, They're Caroline? Random, who's she yeah, married to? Is she blood to you? Children. Is yeah, she blood to you? She's Auntie Jane. Wasn't the husband really tall? He wasn't that tall, he was six foot. Oh yeah, he's very tall. Actually, he's a basketball star. Yeah, and the other and the other brothers also a basketball star, and they're all six foot five, six foot. Six. I wouldn't want to be like a PB mum. Like I wouldn't take all of their earnings and stuff, and like maybe I would. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sign them like Britney Spears, like a football. Yeah, yeah but if they had potential, I would always encourage that. I'd encourage the children to be in the gym yeah, from literally the get go, not from like some weird like just want them to be physically strong and capable like mm-hmm. i don't want like i used to get bullied so bad i could never stand up for myself not physically stand mm-hmm. up for myself but i never want some i feel like the gym brings so much confidence in mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and how they deal with situations and how they keep themselves composed mm-hmm. throughout things that i think that's a ch- something a child needs to learn and right, for sure. yeah i just that's no, why i'd I, always I think bring up a child be very and, supportive individuals with regards to i think i'd be quite strict i, I say i wouldn't necessarily be. wouldn't necessarily push on the whole you know you need to learn how to play a piano type thing unless they were that way inclined 
No, I, that's just a load of expense we don't need, Mark. Yeah, Do you know I mean, my I sister mean, requested to play the harp for like nine years. Would you make so my your mom child and dad had to get a new be car. bilingual, even though you're not bilingual? No, 100%. And as I left the wedding, I just thought, you fucking dumb little British person. You're so lazy mm. that you're English and you wait for everybody yeah, to well, speak it's just English. Your, you know? It's your heritage, though. You guys, no, but I should learn. We should learn another language. You guys language. like to just, you know, take over countries, enslave But no people. language teachers in the UK are actually, you know, like, born and, and bred Spanish, you know? And just, you know, speak English. But again, like, I think it's so lazy. It's like, you speak English? Like, hello, sorry, English. Uh, you know, you just sound like you sound so dumb. it is so the most dumb. popular language in the world, right? Yes, but again, it makes us lazy. We should be bilingual. Do you know how intelligent? Like, I was literally listening yeah, to people come out of four different <laughs> languages mean, to be fair, at the wedding. Monica speaks like nine. Five, five languages Monica speaks. Yeah, um, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous and all really well. Like, yeah, really fluent. well. Like ridiculously well, and then you're going in. They're going in and out of Italian and English and Spanish and English, and then you've mm. got like the Swiss mm. and the German mm. side, and you're like, oh my you god! Just, you know what you should have just done? Just fucking jumped right onto the ground and just done 20, 30 push-ups, chest all the way down, chest to floor. I did make that joke to and one of the wedding guests. Nobody would have been able to do that, and then you would have been like. <laughs> you're he bilingual said, he said but to you're me, fucking weak he said weak. what's your party trick I said why don't you get down and do 30 and so will I and he was like are you being serious I was like yeah that's my fucking job do yeah, you know what I mean like literally yeah, I was like not, I will yeah, smash you in the like chest to fucking push out he was like he was like I will if you can I was like don't even tempt me I'm in a silk dress Please, right now fucking no. um Please. no but I, it's not that I, I would love to speak another language I'd love to if be if you could speak another language what would it be uh, like maybe something that people really couldn't understand, like Russian, <laughs> or like as if you're not Russian, you understand nothing. Mm. Like Italian, you can start to like slight. Same with Spanish, you can start to slightly pick up. Like same with French, like vague terms that vaguely mean the same, like things, certain yeah. things. Yeah. Because one of uh, Monica's best friends, he was not Italian speaking, but Spanish mm. Mexicans, and he could still understand, like, Italian because it's, like, I guess it's not similar in any way, but it's got variations that are the same. But I just thought to myself, how cool would it be to think in two brains like that? Like, isn't your brain just so much more intelligent if you can speak, like, two different languages? Am yeah, I wrong? I think your, like, your overall neuroplasticity would be far greater. Like, you your IQ bilingual. must be, like, really high. The same as if you're also ambidextrous and utilise your right and your left hand for writing, throwing... Same with kicking left, right leg. You've got to be very intelligent to speak two languages, incorrect, like two, three, four, yeah. five languages, oh, like fluently, God. and to be able to switch in with them without I being know. or it's saying hard, the wrong words. Comprehend what that would be like. I, like, I can't even think in a British. Like, do you overthink in certain different languages? Like, do my overthinking brain is it in do you Spanish? Think when if I gets can think, angry, she thinks in German. Well, who? Do you think when she gets angry, she thinks in German? Who? Monica. No, it would be Swiss if it wouldn't be German. It would be German Swiss. Well, no, I think that's also that interesting thing is what do you initially think in? Because technically, hers would probably be Span Spanish or English. Maybe. German. I don't know. I'm no, going to have to I ask think, her. I think I asked her and she said German. Well, like her mum's spat like because Mexican, so it would be. Where she lives is, is German speaking. Swiss German. Yeah, Swiss German, yeah. It's not yeah. full German, German. And then where her sister lives is Italian Swiss. Italian Swiss, yeah. But 
But I think when Maria would, because she's through and through Mexican. German. She also speaks German. No, but she would be thinking it's in Spanish. Weird, though, she would like, think in when Spanish. When you speak, and like I've been on a training session where she's spoken four different languages in one session. Oh, no, it's just she like... She picks up the phone and like, it's just barking down the phone in German. Then it's French, then Italian. Yeah, they can. They can speak so many languages. But it's interesting watching a person relay because it's different facial expressions, different mannerisms, different body, uh, body language, different hand gestures. Yeah, you never know because like some people get very passionate. It's almost about like watching things. a different person at any given moment. Like there's a difference between Italian Maria and German Maria and. Yeah, because like I'd say probably German Maria is probably work Maria and, and then, then she's like, got like Spanish. Spanish Maria's like But the brain you think in would be like Spanish. I think Maria's would be Spanish. Yeah, like I'm sure Spanish. like I'm sure if I learned multiple different languages I was bilingual, I'd probably think in English. Yeah, do you want to touch on the Mexicans bringing out aliens quickly? Oh god no, Mark. Mark's showed me this it's such a fucking fad. So? Like Mark, babes, you can't just come out with a paper mache model of a preserved alien and then think that that's actually legitimate. Like, that's what I said to Mark. Like we would have created I'm that so school. It looked like two aliens in paper mache in yeah, a in I'm a so coffin. To believe, so technically, the Mexicans have come out and said that they've been preserving yeah. what? No, they they uh, they found on an archaeological dig two preserved remains of aliens or extra extraterrestrial beings. Which have been, which they've carbon dated to be around a thousand years old. That oh Christ! Yeah. Um, I don't believe yeah. them. I just think you could make a model so easily of an alien preserved. Yeah, but they've also released the DNA evidence and MRI scans. What do you mean the DNA? And how do you know that there's not a gigabytes. bias behind this? No, that's why they put it out. I am so for it. We live on a fucking planet. Let's all not forget this. Right now, guys, we're in space. Yeah, do but I mean? think <laughs> about this. They've just discovered that inside the Earth, there's a there's a very spongy layer of the Earth that contains three times the amount of water than it does on its surface. Think what? about that for a second. There's three times the amount of water inside the earth in an underground ocean that has got three times as much water than is on the earth currently. Well, I know who would have found out about that. That would have been the Titanic submarine people. Yeah, they would have the found out way. about that fucking underwater. What a stupid idea. Yeah, the hard way. What a stupid idea. But if you think about how much water is currently on the planet, considering the vast majority of this planet is water... There's three times as much water inside the earth. Well, I saw this really cool thing in Italy because I was in Lake Garda. They had like, apparently the lake preserves, the lake air preserves the paint on the wall. And there was these four, I need to show you the photo. Actually. Yeah, there was on. these four, like, I think it was religious because it was on the side of a church, like mm. four little paintings of like men or whatever, like mm. religious men, where you could see the vague outline of them still. And that was mm. still the same paint that had been used like fucking... Like, thousands of years ago yeah um 1200 ad it was quite cool though it was very i cool like history I, love it. I do like history but i don't know if that that whole alien i, I do think there but has well, to be aliens no, where so is it, uh, i don't believe anything uh, well, just comes out of the now, blue but why are governments the americans have done it the mexicans have now done it they've all come out and they've said that they are experiencing unknown flying objects that are the reason why they bring it to everyone's attention is because they it's it's a air 
air traffic uh, safety hazard for both military and, s and civil personnel because they've been collecting first-hand data and video images from pilots across the world that are filming these orbs that are displaying i'm not against i don't th i think there is like that like i don't but i physically don't believe like i also don't believe i think we've mm. got a maximum capacity yeah. of new human brains that mm. can actually and bodies that can actually be born before we actually all start forming into one another i don't believe you can form eight billion different humans I don't. It sounds bizarre. I feel like there's got to be some DNAs that are not in replicated. family, like replicated. There's, and that's why they say that there is a doppelganger of you somewhere. I, I don't believe we have eight billion separate individuals whose DNA are all completely different. How fucked up would that? One day you just walk and you just see somebody like that a looks whole room exactly of you. like you. What about a whole like... room of you? That would be the fucking weirdest thing. Oh, yeah. God, talk about self-analysis and fucking judging yeah, yourself. Yeah. That would be Jesus. What, all different shapes and sizes or exactly the same No, just like exactly and... you, but just there, even wearing the same. What a bunch of fucking sickants. Yeah, what a bunch of, what's up, <laughs> guys? Who yeah. get a training session and boys? Yeah, like, literally, <laughs> let's go and fucking muscle mummy this shit up. Yeah. Mark said to me, if we get invited to a Halloween party, what would I go as? And I said, yeah. a muscle mummy. What, um, would that, what would you wear, though? Like, mummy things with muscles oh maybe i'll be a baby okay mark that's unleashed a new fetish again for something maybe i didn't realize that you wanted to be wrapped up mama, like a baby whilst you mama okay on the mark titty. on the titty sucking on the, on the, suck titty. On the titty mark fuck off honestly uh men that suck on their women's breasts hmm for milk. For milk. Yeah, yeah. I think you're like that. For milk. A, yeah, another, person, another group of individuals that need to be on a list. Yeah, that need to be on a list. The yeah. milk titty group, yeah. yeah. Um, over the age of like five, I'd say. I think five is too Five is too much, but I know parents that have breastfed their children until like... Have they really? Yes. Like four or five. Damn. In fact, we knew somebody that did. Fuck, what was the name? I can't say it on the podcast. No, um... No, I, I don't think that's... Anyway, but muscle mummy. I'll go as a muscle mummy. Yeah, that'd be a good one, but... Um, you can go as an Egyptian if you want. Yeah, I'd go as an Egyptian. That'd be a good one. That's a very good... Do you have an Egyptian kind of-esque, like, status, or would you want to go as something that was like... Maybe I'll go as a Zulu warrior. Oh, for God's sake. Of course you'll go as a warrior, do you know what I mean? With a spear. Well, hopefully your lovely shield cloth. tattoo will... Yeah, my African-themed chest piece. It's chest piece, yeah. You need to actually reassess that other side. Um, anyway, what a good podcast today. Yeah, Talking well, about well memories. Well done, Monica. Oh, God, <laughs> Thanks, Monica, for being the topic of our podcast. Yeah. Um, but no, I hope I gave you a nice little insight as to what goes on in the garlic life. Mm. Um, and Till next time. To Monica and a long, happy marriage. Yeah, cheers. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye.